0: spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer here's a camping hack from ll bean to make your next trip the best yet when putting together your gear wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle it's barely noticeable but if another piece of gear breaks or tears pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair for more camping hacks visit youtube.com slash ll bean ll bean be an outsider welcome everyone to the take it home podcast i'm your host john larocca and on today's episode i'll be covering southern honor wrestling show number 37 uh this this show took place on i believe march 4th or early march first friday i believe they run shows and um it was. I was looking forward to this because I'd never seen Southern Iron Wrestling before. Uh, it, it popped up for me on the independent wrestling TV streaming service. And at first, I wasn't going to cover this show. I was going to cover a different show that I saw on IEW TV. But I looked at the card. It sounded interesting. So I, I gave it a shot. I wanted. To, I really wanted to cover something brand new that I haven't seen. Um, Southern Arnold wrestling is, uh, I, I was trying to remember, like I've heard that name before. And then I remembered, I remember when AEW started in 2019, um, they appeared on a few shows or talent appeared on the few shows. Uh, and they reminded me what show it was. It was a show, with Chris Jericho, um, Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes all appeared on this show. So I think that's where... The Nightmare Factory kind of splintered off. I don't know, but it was that's where I that's the one that hit me. That's where I remembered. Okay, from a, early days of AEW, um, so and it, and from what the, the promoter said earlier or in the midway through the show that this the promotion has been around for three years, so it's still a very very young company. Um, right off the bat, just overall thoughts on production. Um, you know, they have a they do great. Entrance way with uh, a video wall. I think multiple video walls, actually. And they have a great, uh, you know, video entrance videos for the when the talent come out. So that's very nice. Um, the play-by-play team I thought was really good. Brandon uh, Benefield and Gerard Bonner were, I, I thought were really good. Because, you know, when you're watching a new promotion um, and... You want to kind of get some back history, back, you know, the backstory of each match, some history, and they really did fill in those gaps for me. Um, They also showed uh, uh, um, some video packages for matches with the, you know, for the cage match that was the main event. They showed the history. It actually went back all the way down to 2020 to show, you know, between the history of these two gentlemen, the main event. And they also showed the history of what happened last week when uh, the promoter was attacked, and we'll we'll talk about that when I, when we get there. So they were very good. The ring announcer Diana Michelle, she was very good as well. So very professional, and um, they were they were the highlights for me on this show. I really enjoyed the commentary and the ring announcing. I, I always. I watch everything. I watch the referees. I watch the ring announcer. I watch the play-by-play, play, and really professional stuff here. I really enjoyed that. Um, the big issue that Southern Honor Wrestling has is the show so dark. Um, really hard to see um, the competitors in the ring, like their facial expressions. Um, you know, the ring, the ring mat is is black. Uh, It's dark all around. I do like when they, you know, you darken the audience and then you focus the lighting on the ring. It's like being in a movie theater, right? I, I I enjoy that. I, I I love that look of wrestling. I, I do love the look when all the lights are on and it's a big crowd that that's also really cool as well. But I really prefer when it's darker crowds, the crowds dimmed and the lightings on the ring. But the problem is like, there's not much lighting on the ring, so it's so dark. And I'll get into more of that again later, especially when I talk about the main event. How visually, you know, I'm sure it looks fine when you're there live, but visually, when you're watching it on it, IWTV, it's it's kind of frustrating for a lot of the matches. So that's definitely, I'd love, love to see them fix. know going forward you know they should be looking they should be looking at this now and be like hey you know visually is doesn't isn't up to our standards what we want right so i hope they do get that fixed and but overall the show i like it was like a two-hour show i believe they obviously this was edited um before it made to IEW tv uh which is which i'm i'm fine with it like they just cut a lot of the middle crap you know between matches downtime um you know obviously cut out the imp- uh, the the intermission to set the cage um so it was like it was a little over two hours just this watch so it was a quick watch and i noticed that with a lot of IWTV tv mat shows it's just they're right like two hours nothing's really too long easy to watch um so i that made it enjoyable for me because you know it's hard to watch those three hour Four hour shows, not three hour shows, but four hour shows, and that's kind of like the standard now with WrestleMania. and per reviews are all freaking four hours, and it just just start to drag. So, I always love two hour shows. I used to book two hour shows for premium wrestling. Um, I try to keep shows three hours when I was timing out shows for APW, booking for APW here in the Bay Area. Um, I just think you know you go too long and just people are just sitting there and the crowd starts to get tired and and they get tired you know they get tired and they it's been a long show and the main event comes on your most important match and they're too tired for that you know so um i like i like shows being about two hours two and a half hours so um so let's get into this show um there was seven matches total one was an impromptu match, and we'll get into that, and I'm going to talk about a lot of, um, I'm not going go full detail, like moves of each move in the match or anything like that, but I'm going to give my overall thoughts, um, if you're new listening to this show, I'm going to give my overall thoughts on the matches, uh, on the booking of the matches, um, there was a lot of issue with the booking on this show, a lot of like, I mean, pounding your head against the wall, like. Stuff on this show, and I'll I'll get to that. But before I get into all that, I do want to mention um, co- though, it's coming up next week for this podcast, Take It Home Podcast, um, on the Fight Game Media uh, channel for, with our Patreon and with our, our free feed, which you're listening to this on right now. On um, we're doing a whole WrestleMania week, and for the Take It Home Podcast, uh, Gary Gonzalez, the owner of Fight Game Media. He asked me like, "Do you mind doing like a retro review of a WrestleMania?" So I said, "Yeah, sure. That sounds fun. I love, I love, you know, I I watch so much old school stuff. I just love it. And sure, I would love to do that. And he he said, you know, pick whatever WrestleMania you want to cover, you know. And I picked WrestleMania Five because that was the first WrestleMania I watched live on pay per view. I saw the previous four on VHS." because I went out and rented them all after I started watching wrestling and, uh, um, really started watching it weekly back in November of 1988. So I, I just, just, just went dove deep and like any video I could find at the video store and wrestling. And of course the, uh, my video store or local video store had all the WWF Coliseum video stuff. So I was just renting stuff left and right, um, multiple tapes a weekend just to, just to, just, get it all in, get all the, I want to watch everything. I was, I was and just fell in love with pro wrestling and, and still, and still love pro wrestling today. Obviously I'm doing a podcast now, uh, on it. And, um, so yeah, so I'll be covering wrestling five. It's going to be fun to look back, um, on when the mega powers explode with Hulk Hogan, and Randy Savage for the title, Ultimate vs. warriors, recruit for the intercontinental title, uh, just all the other matches that happen. I, you know, it's been a very long time since I watched it. So I want to see how I, what my opinion on these matches are now. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. I think you're going to enjoy it. And it's fun to kind of look back at old shows like this and, um, reflect and just, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to talk about, not just the matches. I'm going to talk about, you know, where I watched it, who I watched it with the memories of that. And, um, so I'm really excited about that so I hope you all listen and also don't forget our patreon is five dollars a month fight game media network we have a lot of cool content on there um, for not just pro wrestling we have boxing MMA we have uh, for it we have a you know the brace for impact show has their uh, uh, patreon show on there which which covers all the news Mike Gilbert and JD Leva really you know cover probably the best coverage of impact wrestling out there. And, you know, S- Scott has his Joshi wrestling. If you're really into Joshi wrestling, Japanese wrestling, you, you, you know, you'll, you'll love this show. Um, uh, <laughs> Karen and I have our own raw 1998, uh, review podcast. We're going through, uh, we're going through all of, uh, Wrestle, uh, we're we're going to WrestleMania 14. It's going to be the next show we're going to cover and talk about the Rat WrestleMania. We're going to talk about the Raw after WrestleMania. So that's where at. We're at where Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin must for the titles. So WrestleMania 14. It's going to be a lot of fun. So again, five dollars a month. Give it a shot for a month. It's a it's it's you know five bucks. It's just a cup of coffee, and give us a shot. And we would appreciate your support. All right, now let's talk about some southern. Honor Wrestling, this is show number 37, Um, and again, as I mentioned, the the production-wise, the lighting was just killing me, this whole show, Uh, made it difficult to see a lot of stuff, and just kind of, because when you, it's so dark, you just can't read the facial expressions of the wrestlers, and and at times, it, it made it very, very difficult. The first match was Jordan Kingsley versus Carly Bravo. Um, both Kingsley and Bravo are, you know, good good young athletes. Um, I was kind of confused because Carly Bravo came out with American flag, and so I figured, okay, he's a babyface, face, you know, American flag, and then Jordan Kingsley comes out and he also has a very ba- you know baby mannerism. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a babyface, babyface match. And what it ends up being is Carly Carly Bravo quickly starts working heel. So I'm like, okay, I was a little thrown off there. Um you know, Bravo, he took over the match uh with the you know taking over the knee on, on Kingsley, and Kingsley like sells it like his knee's out. And you know, he should have like registered it just like it hurt, but not being like, oh my god, like it's out. I can't, I'm gonna be only able to walk, continue this match. Sell it, register that you 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 heard it it's, it's registered that it's going to be something that's going to be bothering you. You get that over, sell that, and then let Carly brawl work on that and break you down. And as he breaks you down, that knee works on the knee. Then you start selling it more and start selling it more. So, um, Kingsley's young. So like when he made his comeback with, with some knee, it, uh, you know, he would spring up and do a move, but then all of a sudden start, you know, selling knee again. Um, also, Kingsley needs to, you know, really work on fighting from underneath. And this is this is, you know, a lot of young workers have this issue. Um, his comeback, fighting underneath is like he'll hit a move and then he'll back to selling. Instead of like, you know, throwing punches, working way back up, you know, you know, you know, sell up in levels and make that comeback in levels. You know, then make it, you know, just build it up. It's so. That's what I noticed. But these kids are these kids are young, you know. They they need more seasoning. Uh, Kingsley's up in the match. After the match, he went to go shake Carly Bravo's hand, and Carly Bravo ends up attacking him and laying him out. So both guys did show a lot of potential. Um, uh, good, like I said, good athletes. You know, I I, I think they're going to be good ones in the near future. It's just you know, it's just some some of the most common mistakes I see for very young athletes, for young workers. So I'm sure they'll they'll get corrected as they continue to grow all right next match uh match number two was gunner miller versus bryce cannon gunner Miller is a you know, big muscular guy uh he comes out and he picks this kid up gives a big hug and in the, the, the and the commentators quickly point out that that's his son and he does that every match and his son's here to watch every match he has i think that's great right what a baby face right so cool bryce cannon he comes out he looks uh describe him he you know, has, has like the Blonde, uh, peroxide hair, kind of, kind of looks like a a, a heavier Miz. I mean, so he looks like a like a a reality TV star reject from MTV. This guy, right? Um, Gunner, just a Rob raw, raw worker here. Uh, uh, he ends up uh, hitting. Bryce Cannon with some German suplex, and when Bryce Cannon would take him, he'd put his arms back behind him, not not over his head, but like to the side, like he's bracing the impact of the German suplex. And man, that's a good way to break your arm, so or both arms. So obviously, you know, <laughs> Cannon was not comfortable taking these suplexes from uh, the very muscular uh, Miller here. Um, the cutoff was Gunner missing a shoulder into the corner, hitting the ring post. Um, kind of what you see all the time. So WWE does this to death, especially a lot of the big men. It's a, it's like, you know, I'm getting tired of seeing it because I see it so much, right? Um, eventually, Gunner, uh goes over with the spear jackhammer and, I mean, missing the spear in the corner, the spear of the jackhammer. I'm guessing his favorite wrestler is Goldberg. Goldberg, you know, play football in Georgia so I don't know it's I wish you just would switch it up a little bit be make it his own but I know it's been a while hey but Goldberg's still on TV you know he still wrestles he's I know he wrestled his cool cool last match on his contract with WWE but I'm sure he'll come back I'm sure he'll take a Saudi Arabia payoff I'm sure he, yeah so it's just it's not uh, uh, granted Goldberg never came back, and we haven't seen him for a while. I get it, you know, do the spear and jackhammer. But since, since he is back, and that is his deal, I, I would love to see gunner Miller just kind of switch things up. There's plenty of other moves out there. Maybe a spear and a power bomb, right? It's just, it's just something different for people not saying just Goldberg, right? And and I mean, even the cutoff that Goldberg would do all the time, miss the spear and, and hit his shoulder on the ring post, or sometimes his head and get knocked out, but. You know he's doing that too, so it's it's kind of, it was kind of funny. Uh, match number three is someone I has booked once before: Heather Monroe versus uh, Rika Tehaka. Um, like I said, I, I, Heather Monroe, I booked her once for All Pro Wrestling. It was ta- It was uh, a yeah, match versus uh, Ruby Rays, and they and they had a good match. Um I don't understand why Heather Rose not on my television. I don't understand she's not in WWE. I don't understand why she's not in AEW yet. She is really good. Um, she's a good he- heel. She's um, has that classic women's wrestler look. Like she, you know, she's beautiful and and she can cut a promo. I've seen her many times on uh, you know a smaller television productions you know she's comfortable doing television with that ex all that experience doing those smaller television wrestling shows and she cuts a good promo she 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 has her character down the killer bay which i think is a great name um she really made this match um she carried uh reka through this match and kept it all together you know, Rekha, you know a, another good-looking athlete. She has a lot of potential, but you know she's still very green, and she's just gonna get better. But it's interesting. She was the baby face, but she came out and she just had this heel presence to her. And I understand you, you you're you're getting ready to fight, right? So you you want to have an intense look. Like I don't agree with. What's going on with Ronda Rousey this time around? Like Vince McMahon wants her to smile more so she can connect to the audience. But what made Ronda so so like popular was not only that she was winning, would win her fights quickly. It was that when she came out with the the Joan Jet music and the mean face, like that got her over. And I get like, you know, you don't want to be this smiley baby face, but the whole match she was just so her presence was just giving off a heel presence and that it was just kind of awkward. Cause you know, there's, there's, there's Heather Monroe healing it up. And uh, but so this match, like I said, was the best match so far. And honestly it could have been just, just by structure wise, the entire show really. Um, and I, I would credit that all to Heather Monroe really here. She was phenomenal and I, one of her better performers Cause you know, she had a young, uh, a green opponent and you know, Helen yeah, Rose hasn't been wrestling that long, but she's wrestled a lot, and she's wrestled a lot of different areas. You know, she moved out, I think, to Florida now, and which, you know, I was kind of, you know, we lost we lost a lot of women wrestlers here in uh, California, a lot of really good ones, and she was one of the, the, the tops, and I, you know, I just, I still I watch her, you know, on these indie shows. I still, I still, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why she's not signed WWE, I don't understand why she's AEW. I know she did stuff for AEW Dark. I know she's done stuff for WWE, um, and I just don't understand it. You know, when when uh, people at WWE contact me for recommendations for you know trials and stuff, like I'm always, even though I've I almost say it like every time, I'm like always throwing out her name. Like I'm always just like, why isn't Moore there? You know, like and they they they, they know she's good. Like it's just. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. She should be on my television. There's a, like, especially AEW, they need good female workers, and and Helen Monroe is, and you know, a lot of the women that they put on, you know, on their television show, is just, ugh, man. But you know, Helen Monroe has, she's she's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. She, you know, she's like she worked on television, um, she's done stuff in bigger buildings, with bigger with with bigger with bigger crowds, and she could, ha- she would do great in AEW, and again, she can ha- handle herself with the mic on promos, so I hope hoping she gets her big break soon, she, she really does deserve it, and any promotion that gets her really gonna be, I think, really gonna be happy with her work, and I just don't see anything that is holding her back, personally, you know, I would love to know what it is that Maybe it's not the name that she has. Maybe she needs to be more of a, you know, like Tony Khan, he loves booking. Uh, he just, he, it's, he's, he, he's not, you know, he's reactive. So it's the indie names that he'll sign him up. Right. They're getting a little buzz. they will sign him up. So um, uh, maybe Heather Marone just needs more buzz to her. So maybe this, someone's going to hear this and like, Hey, you know, like help her get that buzz. I just, I hope, I hope, I hope she does. So, So I enjoyed this match a lot, and I didn't really have to take too much notes because I was was just watching Heather work, and I, I was really impressed how she kept this thing together. So that was really good. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Now, after this match, things start taking a little turn. Not for the worst, but... Well, they do get worse at one point. Really bad at one point, but it's just... The booking... This is where the booking really starts to suffer here. Um, last week, a tag team of Matt and Joey Lynch, their brother a brother tag team, they attacked and caused chaos at the end of the show or during the show. I couldn't f- figure out when it was. but I assume it was at the end of the night. And where... They even hit the the promoter or the general manager, uh, his name is Gary Lamb with a chair. And that you know, so out comes Gary Lamb, again, the Southern Honor general manager. He comes out for a promo. He starts talking about talking about, talk about what happened last week, took forever and a day to get there, but he finally gets there. And apparently he wants a face-to-face talk with the Lynch brothers. And so he calls them out. You know, these guys are are outsiders. They worked for the promotion before, but they're now they're outsiders. But they have their entrance music. I guess they, I, I guess they, you know, had it on file for three years ago. And the the promoters like, hey, we're gonna do this thing, so make sure you have their music right. You would think they would come through the crowd because, but they come through the back. So in the lock, they're in the locker room. And they caused all this chaos, but they're in the locker room. It would have been best if they kind of just kind of came through the side door, of the building, got up to the guardrail, you know, was allowed to come to the ringside area, and because they're, they're trying to make this this reality, this this quote unquote shoot right. Like these guys are upset and they attacked, and trying to make they're trying to make this more than just a standard pro wrestling area, but it was just simply a pro wrestling angle because. First of all, the promoter is not a wrestler. I don't know if he ever wrestled in the past. I don't know that. I didn't didn't dive that deep. But, you know, he was attacked in a chair by these two wrestlers. You would think he'd come out with some kind of security team, but he has no security, right? So, the gist of it is the Lynch brothers, uh, three years ago, they were the start of the Southern Honor Wrestling, and they got stopped. They stopped. Stopped booking these guys, and now they're upset, and now they're causing just, they just want to cause chaos, so, you know, even though there was supposed to be no physicality here, the Lynch Brothers don't care, and they're gonna, they're gonna beat the hell out of like Gary Lamb even more, and so they start making their way into the ring, and out comes, music hits, and out comes a tag team called Jungle Kings, uh, Lex Lee and Kevin Kaufman, they hit the ring in gear and what do you know an impromptu match happens right the lynch Brothers versus the jungle kings and the commentary is filling me in about them and then like they haven't been booked for a while they're the old rivals of the lynch brothers so so why were they there why were they there and why were they in gear if they if they didn't have a match scheduled right so again your your plot holes are, are are huge craters here like it makes no sense they should have been mingling around with the fans before a show. And, you know, people see them. Hey, what are you guys doing here? You guys on the card? Oh, no, we just, you know, came in support and checked things out. You know, they kind of just mingle around, eat, you know, eat some food and grab a drink, whatever. And then when this angle happens, you know, they, they chop the card well and they come in to protect their... Their buddy, and then it just comes into like a big brawl. And here comes security, it's a pull apart, it's just wild and crazy. And then next week, or next, sorry, next next month, because they were monthly, next month, you book this match. Not an impromptu, just, just, just real, just this is like booking mistake 101, right? This is like, this is definitely whoever booked this, which. I don't know if he's really is the the booker i don't know if the storyline but i found out later who the booker was i guess via storyline maybe he is really the booker I, I don't know but you know it's just very this is just not good stuff this is a very inexperienced booker booking this and so we have an impromptu match between the lynch brothers and jungle kings and this match starts off like you think like okay it's impromptu. Joan Keynes came out to say their say their friend Gary Lamb. The Lynch Brothers are outside uh, outsiders at this point now. Uh, they beat up the promoter last last week. So this match, the impromptu match starts, and it starts like any old match. They circle, they lock up, and like no, like all that is you gotta start with the fist. You gotta throw punches, and it got to be a brawl. Now, now it's okay to go to the floor and start and start fighting and all that kind of stuff. And it gets kind of wild. Man, he's se- Man he needs to be separated again. And you, know, you got officials and you got uh, 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 security come out to kind of settle it down. Then it kind of settles down to a match, right? Um, Kevin Kaufman, I, I've never seen I've never seen any of these guys before. Kevin Kaufman, his offense is like, he's sleepwalking. He's just like, okay, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to hit you an elbow. Like, there's no oomph. No, no no oomph behind it, no body language, like, he just throws it, like, (laughs) hey, you know, and I'm like, dude, he was was killing me, he was a good seller, like, he sold good in this match, when he, when the heat was on him, but like, delivering heat is like, man, I'm like, dude, it's almost like you're, you're kind of walking, they're walking through the match, that they they talked about in the back, or even before the the doors open, um, Joey Lynch, he was the more muscular of the two brothers, and he showed a lot of potential, uh, um, took some wild bumps and uh, strong kid. I, yeah, I like I liked it. I liked his work. Um, his brother Matt Lynch. Eh, he looked well. I don't know. Maybe it was just rusty. I, I haven't seen him before, but he looked really rusty. I think he might have got hurt in dispatch too. I don't know where it was. I thought it was maybe on the driver. He kind of took it to the side on his hip, and I I, I, I don't know. But it seemed like he's holding his his back, so I don't know if he had a lower back went out or something. So it. Match kind of started falling apart later on, and it might have been because of that, because of that uh, that injury he had, and he looked he looked like he was really tired, really beating this match. Uh, so I don't know if it's a cardio issue or just uh, what, but it was just it looked like an injury to me. It looked like he was really struggling, and, and he got through. You know, they finished the match. At uh, one point in the match, um, the Jungle Kings go to uh, double suplex, Matt Lynch. But Joey Lynch, he comes in way too early to break it up, to stop the suplex. So he just stands there and waits for the Jungle Kings to pick up his brother into the Virgo suplex. Then he, then he starts hitting Jungle Kings and stops it. It's just... <laughs> at that point, just just stop him, right? Don't let him get the kid up and for the suplex. So... um just gotta keep working. Work what you got. If you get there early, just just improvise and go with it. Right, the finish of the match. Um, Joey was on the outside with a chair. Sally has a chair in his hand. Uh, Kevin Coffin gets the O'Connor roll on Matt. One, two. Matt kicks out, pushes off. Coffin takes a little push off and stumbles into the into the ropes with his head between the top and middle rope. That's when that. Uh, Joey cracks him with a chair, and then Matt gets the pin. Um, not the best execution. The referee had to act, you know, as he made the two count, he had to like act like he was looking the other way. And, you know, it was one of those deals. It, it was, It was what it is. But, again, like, you know, trying to make these guys – these outsiders, these you know, hating every you know, there's there's going to business for themselves because they haven't booked. And they, wanna, they want they want a measure of revenge and they want to cause chaos here and and uh, sudden on wrestling and and whatever reality they're trying to they're trying to create. It just people can see the fiction, see the fiction because it is it it's just the impromptu match. The guys being in gear. It was just really set up very very poorly um and then (laughs) out comes a a a manager a female manager named brooklyn she comes out for a promo she has she's blonde but she's on black has a chain with her since she comes to the ring and man her opening line of this promo i you i mean just watch the show for this it's like this is what she said i i just i had to watch it twice because i couldn't believe it and she said it in, a, in a, like the least excited voice ever. Like, I'm supposed to come out here and talk about the future of Cruel. <laughs> I'm supposed to come out, so you know, it's a work. She's been told by management or told by the booker, and I guess that maybe that's what they're trying to go for here. But it just does. It just was lame. It was just lame, straight up. Um, she has heat with the Booker. His name is Dylan. He was. Uh, is also wrestles at Sunny Days. And when they, sh- and then, you know, she's upset that her husband, whose name's Logan Creed, who's also known as Mads Kruger in MLW, um, on that big show I talked about earlier with the uh, Sun on Wrestling and AEW stars appearing, Jericho, Omega, Cody Rhodes. He was not booked. He shows up. He has, they have nothing for him. And you know, he's worked his her husband's worked hard to get the MOW contract, which we <laughs> we all know about those contracts, not the best. Um from a lot of for most people, but I hope he has a good one. Um uh and you know, so he's making himself something, he's gonna come back and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna just run rough shot of everyone. And so on the video screen pops dylan the booker and or aka sunny days and he starts talking about you know herb being a manipulative bitch and cause a rip in her friendship and how and then i realized who this guy was so if you guys remember was it all out or the first eight? yeah the first no no, no the first awp whatever that where that where that was he was in the casino battle royal. He's the guy with the gold face paint, and he's a kind of heavy set guy. The gold face paint, like you know, the 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 small gold dust, you know, look alike, or and because I, I just never like he was in there and and didn't do much, and it's like who the who is this guy? You know, I don't. I don't that's where I'm like whatever. And I was wondering what happened to that guy. He was on this one show, we never saw him again. And I don't know if he's appeared on Dark or whatever. I don't watch that stuff, but it's just. It's just like I, it all hit me like, oh, that's that guy. It's, uh, here he is. We found him, right? So apparently he's the booker of uh, of Southern Honor Wrestling. And uh, if he's really the booker, then he's the one to blame for that segment earlier. And blame for this one as well. Um, so she wants a chain match. Brooklyn, she wants a chain match between her husband, Mads Kruger, Logan Creed. Whatever he's going to be called here, cruel. I don't know. I guess he has three different names. He's going to wrestle. She wants Sunny Days to wrestle her husband in a chain match for control of of being a matchmaker of Sun On Wrestling. And Sunny Days, he responds to her on this video package talking about their history. Just one level, no emotion. You know, he said calls her a bitch once. He tries to get a little bit in his little bass in his voice at the end. Talks about the, just the history between him and his Logan Creed and how like when he got picked to be the aid in the AEW match. That I mentioned earlier that he says told he tells Logan Creed that it should have been him. Yeah, it should have been him. He look look how big that guy is. Looks impressive. I don't know why they. Decided to pick this guy. other oh, than he is the booker and they're, they're helping him out. And it's all the old give back. So, I don't know. Anyway, so the promo ends and the crowd starts reacting. He shows up behind her. He's in his full sunny days gimmick with paint on his face. And he picks up Brooklyn and gives her the sit out driver and leaves her lane. So, next month we have a match. A chain match for control of the booking of the match, the matchmaker of Southern Honor Wrestling. So, there you go on that. Match number five was a number one contenders match for the SHW title. It was David Ali versus Cyrus. I've seen Cyrus before. I've seen him on, I think I've seen him on AEW. On one of on the earlier Dark um, shows that I did watch. Also saw him, um, just clips of him in Wrestle 1. He's at the... Right before Wrestle went closed, they they brought over um, some American talent that they saw at various different places, and they got to come out there get a scholarship and come out there and and I don't know, I I, I seriously doubt that they I think they probably flew their they had a the talent had to fly themselves out and and I hope not, but I think that's what happened. And you know, they got some experience and training, and and so he's a big guy. He's like 350 pounds. They said maybe may less, but they you know they. Um, you know, I thought he had a, a, a good look. I, I like the big guys. I like the big guys. Um, you know, I like I mentioned before on the previous podcast, I love like the King Kong Bundys, one-man gangs and uh, big boss bands, you know, big guys that can move. And this guy comes out and he's, you know, looks looks intimidating. And David Ali comes out, good look, good fire, good energy. Uh, but this match, man, just just was laid out, I thought, poorly. You know, Cyrus, again, this big 350-pound, tatted-up, bald wrestler with a contact and one eye like Kane, you know, he comes out, and and like early on, like in the first few minutes, he takes a bump. You know, Ali goes off the top rope and hits like the flying European uppercut, and he takes a bump. And you got to build to that. Build. And that's just a minute in. Like, build to it, right? Like, Ali, of course, should, you know, he started off hot with punches and strikes and, you know, trying to get, you know, Cyrus off his feet. And that's when he goes to the top. That's why he went to the top rope to hit that European uppercut. But that's where the cutoff should have been. Should have been right to the cutoff. Forget the shine of the baby face. Just go into the cutoff. Now it's heat from the heel onto the baby face. Now the baby face is selling. Fight from underneath. Try to make that comeback. Finally, you know, the heel makes a mistake. And, you know, like he tried that cannonball in the in the corner and missed. And that's when Dale Lee started getting on a comeback. And his, and his comeback... He, he did a bunch of dive outs, you know, multiple dive outs and multiple sides of the ring. And the dive outs, I'm just, they just weren't impressive. It's that old, it's just the tope through the rope and you're just pushing off the guy. Like, it just didn't look cool at all. I hate those. I don't know. And I see that often. I'm like, those dive outs don't look impressive from anyone that does them, right? Uh, Seth Rollins does them and he does it. He started at three in a row and now everyone copies the three in a row. And I believe this was three in a row as well. I think he finally knocks him down. I Maybe mean, it was four in a row and he finally knocks Cyrus down the fourth one. And it's like, it just, at that point, it didn't mean as much because we already saw all Cyrus get taken down like a minute in the match, right? Um, David Ali goes for the Europe, flying European uppercut again, but this time. <laughs> Cyrus catches him and, and stops him. It's like, he should have stopped him the first time around. And and Cyrus's heat was very, very simple. Like, just nothing really behind it. No facial expressions behind it. No viciousness, you know. Just, he just did stuff. And nothing and to nothing really get the sympathy for David Ali. And David Ali was you could tell that the kid could sell and it just it just wasn't working you know healing's about pacing it's about timing it's about presence and there was nothing there here with cyrus oh he has a presence but the pacing and the timing of stuff like grab a hold and grind on it and work on it and shake the guy around and and Ali has to do his part and fight from behind. And, and and you start, like I said, you start building to, you build the comeback in levels, you know, starts off with a few punches from your knees and you start back and back. Then, he, then the heel cuts you off. Now he's going for a big move, like the cannonball in the corner. Now he misses it, right? Boom, he misses the cannonball. Now they're both selling, you're both down. And now you, you know, you Bayface starts making his way to his feet. Now he starts hitting with some something, maybe a, maybe a back elbow, maybe a clothesline. And now you got the heel, re- now the big guy reeling. Maybe it's a drop kick. Maybe you do a little springboard, a little second rope springboard off the rope. Boom. He's still reeling, right? Oh, my God. Now you go to the top rope. Now you come on top with something big, a big drop kick. Go to the big flying form that you, you tried earlier that, that didn't work out. That's what you probably should have done, going for that big flying, sorry, flying European uppercut, go for that, hit that, now you finally get that bump, boom, right, all right, the bay face, finally got the guy on his, finally got him, now he's going for it, now you go for something else, now you go for a big, say it's a, your finisher, and Cyrus is a big guy, so, you know, Ali looks like a strong kid, but I don't know if he's gonna do something that's gonna pick him up, you know, so maybe you go back to the top rope again, now that Cyrus is on his back after that big bump, now you go off the top rope... And you go for a big, big old flying... You, oh, I know. He went for that flying... Uh, flying elbow. Um, you know. But this time... You know, you go for it. And then... But Cyrus moves. Ah, shit. Boom. Crash and burn for the baby face. Cyrus picks him up and just... Like, he picked him up with a slam... Just dumps him in that corner. But look, it was vicious. That was like the most vicious thing he did in the whole match. As a heel, And it was, it was like a rough little bump. But... Anyways do that slam, boom in the corner. Then he goes up for his Vader bomb. Boom. And, and, you know, one, two, three, if that's, what's going to, you know, if that's what the finish is going to be Cyrus up. So it's just, I think that's what they wanted. It just didn't come off. Right. It didn't come off the way they wanted it. So, but I, you know, I like Cyrus. I liked, I, I really like David Ali. Good looking athlete. Um, uh, I think he'll I think he's gonna be a good one. So something to really watch out for in the future. Um match number six was Tank with Reverend Dan Wilson. I was like, Man, these guys, the same guys from Anarchy Wrestling from back in the day in Georgia, and I was like, Holy shit, I I mean The Reverend guy, I remember, because I I remember seeing the promos for Anarchy and thinking, like, this guy's great. Like, you know, has that gravelly voice and the makeup. He looks like a crazy man. I really wish he'd just call himself the Reverend. Like, the Reverend Dan Wilson just doesn't, just, doesn't sound like, like, just sounds weird. Like, the Reverend Dan Wilson, and you see this guy in the makeup and the hood and, you know, looks like a creepy devil worshiper. Like, I know it's the games master, Kevin Sullivan. But Kevin Sullivan's an established wrestler. You know, people knew that he was a, a jacked-up bodybuilder wrestler who like, all of a sudden started doing the sat- satanic stuff, right? So they know his name's Kevin Sullivan. But the Reverend's a guy, on you know, from the Indies. So, like, just be the Reverend. That, that, that's anything that's creepier. And Tank... Tank, I remember, to being a, a big guy that could move really well in Anarchy. And so he's here, great, beer, older guy. Looks like he lost some good amount of weight. Good for him. He's a, he was a huge 400-pounder. And uh, I don't know if he's 400 pounds now. He looked like about, you know, three-something still, but at a more healthy weight. But, you know, God, I first saw him, what, in 19, late 1998, 99? So, um, you know, he's definitely older. And now this match fuck. I'm sorry to gus, but I just wanna smash my head against the wall because this is where again, major booking holes. So the Reverend comes out and he cuts a promo about the pain and destruction they're gonna cause and this promotion and you know, I was, I'm glad he's talked because I, I enjoyed his promos and, and his promo was, it was good here. But for some reason, and he has a and his tank versus a wrestler named Nathan Mowry, who I've never seen before. For some reason, the Reverend just makes this match a death match. So I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. Now, we just saw earlier the manager, of Brooklyn, is going to have her husband. Logan Creed slash Mags Kruger face the booker Sunday days for control to be the matchmaker of Southern on wrestling. Now they're having this match to get, she's having, she wants this match to get in control, but apparently you could just make matches, any stipulations you want. You could just, you know, any match you're out there, just, uh, it's going to be a death match, right? So it's now it's a death match. Wonderful. Love those. No, not really. It's just, just not my style. Wrestling. A um, lot of it today is just bad. Really, really bad stuff. And so I was going to give this one a shot because I haven't seen Nathan Mowry before. It's been a while since I've seen Tank work. So I want to see how he looked. And so, so out comes Nathan Mowry. And on the video wall, he's like a stunt guy, or he does stunt. I mean, he just does like he's like a jackass kind of guy. Not a jackass, but like a, like of the jackass movies and videos. You know, he's a guy that just loves to do crazy stunts in his backyard, right? And then, and this is key: they show him being lit on fire in this entrance video. Okay, so Mallory comes out for his entrance. He gets they have they have a nice little rampway going down from the stage, you know, towards the ring. It kind of it ends because there's room for. Floor room for dive outs and and whatnot. So it just kinda goes down. Like like the like the raw stage, but you know, not that impressive. <laughs> um and Maori starts making his way down this ramp, but he stops. He says, Hold on. He goes under so start pulling something under the ramp, and I'm like, okay, what the hell is this gonna be? Is garbage can and candy Sticks gonna be out there? No, not that. It was a board. With barbed wire on it. Now okay. Checked out this logic. That someone thought of. Someone booked this now. Someone said this is a great idea. No one said yo bro. This makes no damn sense. So the reverend comes out. And decides to make this match. A death match. So his opponent. Who didn't. We were supposed to believe. Did not know that this was a death match until he heard the reverend say, this is a death. Yeah, I'm going to make this a death match. So has he already have a board with barbed wire on it? Did he, Did someone give him the Iggy and clue him in like a day before with the, there's a mole in the, in the reverend's, uh, 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 coven or whatever the hell they, whatever the hell they, he has. You know, it's just, did he just show up to shows with boarded barbed wire and just say, you know, I'm going to put this here. Just in just case, you never know. You just never fucking know. Might be a death match. You know, might have an impromptu death match, right? Just stupid. Unbelievably stupid, right? Like, <sighs> and then they get, and you have a match next week for Control book, Be the Booker. It's like, if you can, apparently you can just make any match you want. So the match starts, and I can't sit through this. I mean, guy tank takes out this fucking like I don't know what is a a sickle or something, and starts not the not the clothesline sickle, a real looking sickle, and he starts jabbing at the head of a Maori. He starts bleeding all over the place. Then I then I fast forward a little bit. I see those skewers getting to play. I see blood everywhere, and I'm like, okay, finish, 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 and then get to the finish. Tank, tank, tank is over. Right? I'm just not into that wrestling, the garbage wrestling. It's just that's not entertaining. And I'm thinking myself too. Like, wait a second. The main event of this show is a cage match. That's the hook, right? That's the that's good. That's the match that's drawing the audience to see the cage the cage man i know the cage matches today and for god years and years now till AEW at least on the at least on the US level mainstream wrestling you know it's been years since the Attitude era since we saw blood in the cage but now AEW has blood in the cage right which is which is good i i, I like when there's blood in cage matches that I mean, it, it's where it should be um Unfortunately, AEW they do blood a lot, so when it happens in the cage, it doesn't mean much, as you know. So, but anyways, so I you know I feel bad for the main event because it's a cage match, and 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 so you know you I'm expecting blood there. I'm expecting that. So now we're getting blood. Not only getting blood, we're getting a guy getting stabbed in the head. We're getting with numerous objects, and I mean a heavy blood. The guy's just a crimson mask, as good old Gordon Sully would say. So they're just taken away from the, they're taken away from the cage match, right? So the finish happens. Out comes they continue to beat on Nathan Mowry. Out comes Gunnar Miller uh, They make the save, but the Reverend tells him to hold, stand back, stand back. Or oh, we're gonna really we're we're gonna burn this guy up, and so tank starts spraying something some kind of flammable uh substance on on uh maori's legs and then the reverend don't 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 come here we're gonna do it and then they do it anyways and they light maori on fire and he jumps over gets out of the ring runs and they they put the fire out I mean, holy shit, now I expected people to be on fire in this match on this show when I was getting into it, but, but we already know this guy does this shit for fun, so it wasn't like a shocking thing, like, it just... Ugh. And again you have a Cajun match you're trying to sell violence there and then you have this match. It's even more this is a match right before it. Right before it. This match with this blood and violent violence and the guy getting lit on fire. It's like I just couldn't believe what I was seeing here. This is horrible. Um and they and I, I didn't even do it right to where like build up the suspense. Like out comes Gunnar Miller. The Reverend tells us don't take one more step or or. We're gonna light this guy on fire, right? You know, Gunner Miller should come out once the once Reverend goes, We're gonna burn you in hell and then uh you know, or something like that. And then here comes Gunner Miller, but he tells the Rev stop, all right, you stop, you come here I we'll do it for sure. We'll do it for sure. But like Tank just does it. Like it is no build, no 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 like, oh my god, is he really gonna do it? Yeah, he just does it. <laughs> like it's just oh fuck. You have to watch this. It just makes if it, you know, as a former booker, it just hurts my heart. It's just seeing this because it makes no damn sense. And like again, like the booker had to discuss it with someone, management, the promoter. Maybe he's the promoter. I don't know. It's just like no one said. Wait, all this really doesn't make sense. Wait a second. The. Heel manager, the reverend's gonna make a death match. He's gonna make the he gonna change the make this match a stipulation. But next week we're having two wrestlers in a chain match for control of the booking. Uh, this how's that? It just doesn't make sense. And it didn't hear. Um next up was the main event. And this was the cage match. And it was, uh, you know, it was a a good match, and it was between uh, Owen Knight, the champion, and Joe Black. Owen Knight, I saw him before on Action Wrestling. I thought he was a wrestled uh, Kyle Matthews. And they had a really good match. Um, I really liked what I saw from saw from him. And and Joe, sorry, I think they said say Jordan Black? Joe Black, you know a good looking athlete, jacked up kid, um, shorter, like a fire hydrant, just, but he, you know, he, and then, uh, they showed like a, a video package of the history that went back all the way down to 2020. And they showed, and basically Joe Black, you know, he's a, he was a bayface, He lost, he lost a match. He got jealous. He attacked, and you know, attacked the, the Bay face of the match. And then He ends up, I think they had a tag match. He ends up pinning the champion in that match. So he ends up earning a title match here and ends up being a steel cage match. Why is a steel cage match? I don't know. There was no like interference from anyone else, you know, leading up to this. It was just an attack. So you would think it'd just be another title match, but you know, cage match kind of seems overbooking, but whatever. Right. But I felt for these guys. Because like they just, I just saw all this blood and weapons, and now they're gonna try to sell violence in a cage. So I'm like, okay, when they do blood, it's gonna mean nothing. Well, they didn't do blood in the cage match, and I'm guess I'm fine with this one because yeah, because if they do do blood, like who cares? No one's gonna care, right? Because they just saw a guy get stabbed and lit on fire and all that other bullshit. So like. What would they care about? The guy got cut by hitting his head in the cage, right? Uh this is where the show visually was a struggle with the darkness, because now you put the cage up and you're so the camera is not in the cage, it's 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 shooting through the cage, which I like. I prefer that. Um but it's so dark, you can't see much of anything. Um you know, both wrestlers are African American, so like it's very dark, everything's dark. And these poor guys, they, had, they should have had lighting on here, they should have had lighting so you could see what was going on. And this match was good, uh, not great, but it was good. And I really like Joe Black's heel work here, um, he was like really grinding on like steps, like what moments would just step on. Uh, knight's face you know and and just like punishing things as cage match should be it should be punishing not just doing spots right within a cage um so they they, they, they these these men both made it out to feel like a grudge and i appreciate that they started off the match throwing punches right again that's how this match should have started that's how the match with the impromptu match should have start earlier like yeah you have two guys that hate each other and they're getting a cage i i don't know i i like seeing punches i know okay i'm sure you can point out some historic historic uh cage match where two guys locked up and even then i don't care if it's magnate and Tully or or what it's just i still think man they should have just thrown blows because to get to this point there had to be a major issue right between the two individuals so, I like that they just came out swinging, and you know uh, knight has a lot of fire, black has a lot of aggression and so I was appreci- i appreciate this match Well, it wasn't the best it was it was good it was good um uh, you know you know both guys are young and i think both ex- experience level were in cage match I don't know how much experience they have, but you know I thought they did a great job they uh, knight hit his. One of us finished off the top rope or something. It was nutty, and and Black took a just a big old bounce on that bump. Man, woo! Uh, that looked looked like a rough bump, but and night one to my surprise. But then we got Cyrus to heel one earlier, so I guess I should expect the Bayface Face to go over here. Um, and you know, night one and afterwards, Black he he comes out he came out to his nigerian uh, uh, necklace and he takes the necklace and he he gives it to puts it on night and you know i guess to bury the hatchet and a sign of respect for losing the battle and then at the end of the sh- at the end of the night um Alcom cyrus stare down you know with with night so that's that is the championship matchup that's going to take place which I believe is April 8th, which you can see on IWTV and IWTV. I'm trying to remember what the, the price is, but, um, I think it's a cool service to have. If you like independent wrestling, they have a lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of content. Like I mean, I'm, I'm getting updates on my phone all the time. Like, boom, like this show's low this show's not, this show's streaming. At one point they had like a, I like it's 10 shows going on one weekend or something like that. It was it was nuts. Uh I can't watch all that, but I I'm, I'm enjoying the kind of, you know, sifting through and checking out different promotions. I enjoyed watching action wrestling. I enjoyed watching wrestling open as I covered here in the past. So so yeah, I, I enjoyed checking out Southern Honor Wrestling. So I hope you guys enjoyed my review of the pot of of Southern Honor Wrestling. Um you know, I hope the you know it's like i hope people i people i think what people love about my podcast is that you know it's not just sugarcoating stuff you know i give constructive criticism right um it's not this is nothing personal i'm just i'm just you know just i'll get frustrated with stuff and i just i, I just say it. i just get mad and i say stuff but you know, i'm just trying to be constructive ultimately and uh you know especially something like that's on this show like the booking decisions man bro my God, I don't know if Vince Russo is going to be this bad and he's a pretty bad booker. as we've seen, um, just, just, I don't know. Maybe they need to switch bookers. Someone that has this who books with logic. Um, but they have a lot of talent here though. They, they do. They really, they do have a lot of talent, um, in this promotion. They have a good baby face champion. Night. I liked his work. Uh, like the kids that opened the show, they show potential, uh, Reka, you know, she's green, but she showed potential. Heather Renaud did a fantastic job. I hope they continue to book her. They should after that performance. Um, you know, David Ali, a lot of, lot of potential. You know, Cyrus, the big man, I mean, he, he has, you know, if he starts dialing in on that heel work, I think he could be something. So, you know, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to check out April 8th. I'm going to see how, I mean, hopefully they, they clean up their issues with booking. Um, and maybe it's a better show. And maybe I'll review it for a ticket home podcast. But again, remember, next week I'll be rest, not covering any independent wrestling. I will be covering um WrestleMania 5. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Follow me on Twitter at LaRocca J L. That's L-A-R-O-C-C-A J L. Um, you know, love to hear from you, I love to hear your feedback on the show. Last show I covered uh ICW's at a Scotland show, uh um, Square Go, their big show. I got a lot of feedback on that from fans and from wrestlers, which was a lot of fun. You know, I, I appreciate the wrestler that I did talk to. Who I was pretty hard on that show about his booking. Again, it wasn't personal; it was all constructive criticism, and I, I really respected his response to it. And we had a nice conversation about my thoughts, and I reiterated my thoughts, and you know, he kind of gave me some background of why he did what he did. And it was, it was a fun conversation, you know, a, a very mature conversation. Unlike George Nella, who's just a, a childish, you know, who DMs me and then blocks me just because he didn't like my structured criticism on his matches. But anyways, y'all can't be winners in this business. So that was my review of Southern Honor Wrestling. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And I hope you again, check out next week for, a look back at WrestleMania five as fight game media network looks at everything from WrestleMania previous to the show. The two WrestleMania nights are coming up next week. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up on our network. Um, if you want to just be, get so hyped and pumped for WrestleMania, th- this is a network for you this week. We are hitting WrestleMania hard. We're going to cover every angle. Um, and I think from all our great shows and I, I think you're going to enjoy it so thanks again for listening I'll see you next week everyone be safe, take care everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or Mc Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time